Larry Fitzgerald National Programming Network visiting with uh, John Thomas, one of the great stars in uh, Minnesota. Used to play uh, for the Golden Gophers and uh, Clem Haskins. And uh, John is now uh, an executive with the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. He's worked with them now for five years. Had a terrific uh, high school uh, college career, obviously with the Big Ten professionally. Uh, he's played all over the world, and uh, we're going to be visiting with him today. And, uh, John, thanks so much for being with me. I really appreciate it, sir. Larry, absolutely. Thank you for having me. Uh, appreciate the opportunity of the platform, and obviously, uh, you know, a huge amount of respect for, for you and what you've done in this community. So before we start, just a, just a note of gratitude. So thank you. Thank you so much. John, first of all, tell me what that was like uh playing high school basketball in, in your home state? You know, I, I started playing basketball late. So for me, it was uh, probably the best way to describe it would be eyes wide open, sort of wet behind the ears, if you will. Uh, initially, I think the running joke was I couldn't walk and, and chew gum uh, at the same time because, uh, you know, what I've come to find out about big men is that our our feet don't always catch up with our brain until we get older and understand how to sort of apply the type of skill set that we need to to be uh, more proficient within the game. So uh, it, it was it was a learning experience, and uh, I had a lot of doubters. Uh, but then the other side of that coin was I had a lot of people who believed in me, and I and I chose to use the, the those that doubted me uh, as fuel. And for those that believed in me, I chose to lean on uh, when it became challenging. And certainly, uh, you know, the the pathway for me wasn't always easy, but I just, I kept my nose clean and I worked hard and I stayed out of trouble. And so um, great experience overall. The city conference was really strong. You know, the, the team that I had, that I was a part of, uh, Rob Mestis, uh, Bebop Walker, uh, Sam Willis, Boyd Snotty, we, we had a pretty good team, but so did all of the other schools, Washburn, uh, Minneapolis North, uh, Minneapolis South was tough, Southwest was tough. You know, when you think of, you know, when you think about the conference in and of itself and city basketball was, was, was thriving. So overall, my, my recollection was just, it was a lot of hard work, certainly perseverance. And, uh, uh, you know, a moment of time that, that sort of remains etched in my memory. What was that like when Clem Haskins and the Gophers came a-calling? Uh, uh, Coach Dave Thorson, who is currently the, the Gophers' assistant now, uh, it's funny how things come back full circle, was probably the earliest coach to recruit me and was certainly the, the most... Uh, persistent, where you know he wanted to make sure that uh, as a as a university they had very strong interest in having me stay home. Uh, my uh, my parents were divorced, and my father had come back into our lives at that time. And you know, I, I just remember sort of the uh, the tidal wave of letters that I would receive, uh, you know, around my senior year. And the thing for me was that I, I had sort of already made my mind up 
And it was important for me to, to stay home and, and sort of rekindle the relationship with my father and make sure that I didn't stray too far away from my, my mother and, and my brother and sister. Uh, so the notion of staying home for me was, was definitely, uh, you know, at, at the forefront. And I actually opted out of going on any school visits. I, I called uh, Roy Williams from Kansas and uh, Luke Olson from Arizona because those are the other two schools that I was heavily considering. And then I, I had a couple others that were sort of on my, on my top five. Uh, I believe it was Cal and, and, and potentially USC at the time. But I let them all know that, that I, I had chosen to stay home and I was going to go to the University of Minnesota. So, um, you know, Minnesota, Clem, Costor, everyone was elated. And uh, it, it began the journey for us of uh of what would become you know sort of the culmination of, of a really good team and really good time in history wow man ncaa tournament that's what's going on now what was it like to be on a gopher team that was in the middle of this a lot of fun because you know my 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 freshman year you know it's one of those things where you know you go from high school to sort of being wide-eyed and again you know, sort of wet behind the ears and completely green to now you're in that situation again. And so all I knew and sort of my moniker was just hard work. And I, I did all the things to sacrifice, come early, lift weights, run, stay late, lift weights, run, you know, whatever I needed to do, I did it consistently and I pulled teammates with me along the journey. And so, you know, through that time going from my freshman year where I was just trying to find myself you know, and, and what it means to be a student athlete, uh, that, that trajectory as we moved towards sort of my senior year was, was a fun, challenging, uh, interesting, uh, just journey because of, of what it meant to be on the court, but also in the classroom. And so, you know, getting, getting to, getting to the tournament for us, uh, having having have gone through the NIT, and you know we were we were all just hungry for success. And so by the time we made the the key recruits of you know Bobby Jackson and obviously Sam Jacobson had come in when I was a sophomore, uh, bringing in Quincy Lewis, Courtney James, we started to amass a group that Clem could really mold uh, in a way, uh, and that he wanted to put his his identity and stamp us with certainly the, the the grit that it took for us to quote unquote play hard, which is what we wore on the back of our shorts, um, but also off the court, this essence of family. Mm-hmm. And when I when I look back at the connectivity that we all had as a group, uh, the reason why we were able to to get to the stage that we did uh, was really through just loving each other. And that continuity that we had, it showed because we cared uh, deeply about, you know, wanting each other to win. So that's the reason why we were able to have the success that we did. And, and, and really a credit to, to Coach Haskins and, and the things that he did uh, to instill in us. Wow. You know, I look back at that and tears come to my eyes because that, that Gopher team won 30 games and uh, won a Big Ten championship. And, of course, all that stuff. Um, 
kind of got erased from the memories for for many because of the uh, academic uh, scandal. How did you deal with that, and how do you deal with it now, knowing that you did nothing wrong, and last I heard, nobody proved academic fraud took place. It was an allegation, but they made it stick. You know, um, I guess how I feel about it is, I guess the best word to describe is unfortunate, but at the same time, the, the rules that are in place um, are rules. And when when you cross the line, and again, I, I say this as a 46-year-old man now compared to, um, gosh, what, what was I at the time? I don't know, 19, 20, or however I will, however I old I was as, as, as a senior, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, uh, the rules are in place for a reason. And certainly when you think about the pressures that came along with, you know, sort of holding down two, two highly stressful full-time jobs. And once you get the, the pressure of, you know, winning on the stage that we were winning, you know, as kids, you don't know any better. And that dopamine hit that you continue to receive and, and you're watching you know, ESPN and you're seeing that the Gophers are ranked, uh, you know, as kids, you're going to lean into that, those decisions and it becomes increasingly more challenging to to follow in school when you're getting it at three in the morning and you've got a class at eight in the morning. Um, so it's not to say that it's impossible uh, because there, there's, there are certainly students that, that are, are doing it and have done it. Um, you know, and it's, I think at the end of the day, it's just, part of that business and, and we all know uh universities and, and sort of what they stand for um you know when you think about the, the way in which education is sort of traded out for uh the, the prowess of athletes today it's the reason why nil is, is now flourishing and so you know again looking back i think you know i guess you asked me how how i feel about it um you know, I certainly miss my, my teammates. I miss the times that we had. And gosh, it was 25 years ago, you know, or from back to, to 1997. But um, you can't take those moments away. Uh, I certainly have the, the memorabilia to prove. I certainly have, you know, the discussion points of, of hey, remember those times when, uh, you know, seen recent games on Big Ten Classics or, you know, <laughs> you know it did happen. So we know that that was a part of history and, you know, trying to erase it away from the record book, certainly, uh, I, I tell you it stings, um, but it'll go down, I think, as one of the greatest teams uh, that, have, that have come across, uh, certainly within, you know, universal Minnesota history. So uh, all things considered, I, I love what the uh, the new group is doing with Ben and Coach Thor and and all, all of the other wonderful assistants and, and staff that they have there, I think their, their approach is, is certainly the right way. And I look forward to seeing how they continue to, to press forward. And, uh, that connectivity to the community is something that Coach Askins really did such a wonderful job of uh, that, that Ben, I think, is following a suit. Uh, so I'm looking forward to seeing how that all uh, come, comes, to, comes to fruition. John, are you proud of the fact that high school basketball on the women's side and the men's side has had this explosion over the last five, six, seven, eight years where, I mean, Minnesota is one of the top 
recruiting uh, areas in the country now for 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 basketball players, and uh, it, it's remarkable. It really is from an from an athletic standpoint. I I certainly am proud of it, recognizing that there's uh, a hotbed of of talent that, that we have within this state, um, and and you continue to see it. And it's really you know I think a credit to a lot of the coaches that have solid programs, as as well as the parents that are supporting uh, their their children. I think in the right way for those that are. Um, it's really a credit to, to them and, and certainly the, the entire ecosystem that, that you know, raises uh, these, these kids. You know, none of us get here alone. So I, I would be remiss if I didn't mention the fact that there's so, you know, inclusive of teachers. Right? There's, a, there's, a, there's so many people that, that play a hand and a part in, in the success of the athletes. And then obviously the athlete themselves has to put in the time, the dedication, the sacrifice and all of what it takes to certainly leverage their talent, but push their, you know, push themselves to the, to the, you know, to the point of where they're growing their potential. I think equally what, what I want to continue to stress is how important it is to, to sort of create uh, another vertical for yourself and, and not just get mired in, in just sport. There's so much to this world that once the game leaves you, uh, I think it's important that, you know, those athletes, you know, build a second plan A. You know, they talk about a plan B. Well, I think, you know, given the amount of attention, and particularly with social media, the amount of attention that athletes receive today, you have to understand that you're being monetized. And so how do you make sure that specific to your platform that you're at least being curious about and educating yourself on, you know, what? how are you setting yourself up for future success? And so... I think a testament to to you and, and the ecosystem that has continued to 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 pour into your son Larry. I think he's done a remarkable job of of playing and you know that playing within those two lanes. Wow! Well, thank you so much. I appreciate that, and I know you've gotten to know Larry over the years. And uh, but we're talking to you about your incredible career, which is now in the NBA. Uh, five plus years with the Minnesota Timberwolves, who right now are the hottest team in the NBA. You're uh, you won nine and of your last eleven since the All Star break. You're eleven games over the five hundred mark, which is the best mark of, of the season. I mean, and it didn't start out great. You fired your general manager, vice president, just before the beginning of the season, and uh, let your uh, coach go last year. You know, flip son. And uh, and now you guys are on this. I mean, I, I like what you guys are doing. You got a lot of length and uh, depth, and uh, you've got players that are growing together and coming together. And I, I mean, you're a very good basketball team, and that's uh, very impressive to me. I cover the NBA Finals every year, and I, I love seeing basketball at its best. And to see the Minnesota Timberwolves climbing. The latter is very impressive. Tell me, the ownership change or the continuation is still in progress, or the process is still working. Payments got to be made. Uh, with Glenn Taylor, you know, basically trying to move the team on. What impact do you think that has had on the success of this team? You know, I think to I think it's important to highlight. 
uh, you know, one of the things and areas I oversee within my within my job responsibilities is uh, is growing a, a Timberwolves alumni program. So every year, obviously, when you look at the the full number of former players that we've had, we will always outpace the number of current players. So it, when you think about the importance of sort of you know resuscitating nostalgia and figuring out the story of every individual player that has ever graced the hardwood. Uh, with the Minnesota Timberwolves, uh, it's important also to note that you know, our, our average time in market is, is 1.96 years. If you know, given the criteria, if you play here one year or more, so our, our total pool of players, uh, if you're going to be a, a Minnesota Timberwolf, uh, your average time in market will be around two years. So, with that stat. You know, you have to ask yourself any sort of real relationship that you've ever held. I guarantee you it's longer than that period. And why I think it's important is that continuity cannot be built, uh, you know, individually amongst a, a group uh, unless you understand each other and learn to build upon tendencies and think about just within the sport, you know, as a big man. When I, whenever I would go to set a screen and then whether I'm rolling, or I'm fading, or I'm popping, those, those kinds of nuances actually take time to develop with your, with the key personnel. And whether it's your starting point guard, or your backup point guard, you've got to figure those things out. And then relative to the offense and what, you know, how we're individually playing defense, how we come together and play team defense, all of that takes time. Now, Let's not talk also about then the locker room dynamics or what it looks like as as the individual or the collective group spends time outside of uh, their work environment within within their homes and being being removed from what they call home to their new place uh, that is Minnesota. And so, if you do that for the span of you know one point nine six years, first of all, you don't really have the real time to get comfortable. Uh, and certainly when you think about free agency and the fact that, you know, the trade deadline comes up and I remember being traded twice within my first year, uh, people don't talk about the human side of actually being fearful of the fact that I've built relationships within the organization or within the community. And all of a sudden now I'm getting asked to be moved to maybe the other side of the country. Uh, what I love about this team is that you know, they're starting to really build an identity. And you're starting to see Carl Anthony Towns come into his own. You're starting to see D'Angelo Russell come into his own. Uh, Pat Beverly and the, the defensive prowess that he has and, and how passionate he stokes the flames of, of our fan base and community. Um, you know, Anthony Edwards, you know, and what he means with his young, vibrant energy. Uh, but these are individuals that have decided to come together as a collective. And you have to look at, you know, Coach Finch's steady hand and, and Sasha Gupta and what, you know, the, the staff as a whole has continued to do to sort of create that environment. And that is no easy feat. And so then you look at the community and the trust that the fan base has started to build and the fact that, again, D'Lo called out, you know, some fans and wanted to stand up. And you know what? They heard him and they stood up. And so, you know, you've seen this this ascension as we get towards the end of the season. Obviously, the season isn't finished yet and, and, and the West is, is tight and it's 
there's a lot of tough teams in the West, and certainly let's not think about you know the Milwaukee Bucks also and you know our next opponent and sort of what what's even happening in the East. But I'm just proud of the way that the team has has continued to fight, remain resilient, you know, develop continuity. They, you know, the, the, the wins that we've, we've had sometimes, you know, when, when you think that we shouldn't win, they're actually pulling those off. And then we have a few under the belt that maybe we shouldn't have lost. But overall, it, it, I agree with you. It's a very fun team to watch. Uh, the, the, the passion and the energy that they have for this community uh, is, is evident. And, and I think it's, it's only beginning. So, uh, you know, again, a testament and a credit to, to Glenn. Uh, to Mark, to, to Alex, um, it, it, it genuinely takes so many of the moving pieces and the parts that all come together that sometimes are seen. And I would tell you that oftentimes are not seen the many of the staff and the people that we have to lift this organization up. Um, and then on the other side, let's, you know, we're about to start a link season and they have continued to dominate and, and, and be champions and, and really be at the forefront of all things social justice and community. So again, as a, as a member of this organization, I couldn't be more proud of what we are collectively doing, um, to, to continue to galvanize and really push us all forward. John Thomas, thanks so much for giving me the opportunity to talk to you. Uh, Larry-Fitzgerald.com. This podcast will be up and available real soon. And uh, I want to thank you for allowing me to get to know you from high school uh, to the University of Minnesota. I was with that team. I was down in San Antonio and at the Final Four. And and uh, those are some of the proudest moments of my career covering Minnesota sports and then to have, you know, that story turn the way it did. Uh, those are things you never forget, but, uh, you are a very sharp young man. Uh, and I'm very proud to know that, uh, you're continuing and you're, you're such a shining example of making it in your hometown and making it at the highest possible level, not only, on the high school level, but to go to the University of Minnesota, get your education, travel around the world, and do what you've done, and to come back full circle and work for the team that now is you know his thirty first, thirty second year in the NBA, and maybe having one of his best seasons. John Thomas, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, really, uh, a special love to to all those who who continue to pour into me and my family, my friends, and my coworkers, my community. Uh, I couldn't have done any of this without them. So I I stand on their shoulders and I certainly hold everyone else's hands and inclusive of you because I, I remember you covering in high school. I remember you covering in, in college and, and you've continued to be a mainstay of this community. And for those that particularly within the black community that, that are looking uh, to, to have a media career like you have, uh, you know, certainly they should look up to you and be proud of what you've accomplished. So thank you for having me on the show.